0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Now the people are starting to head back to Shul. Bo Hashem, Sh'tabach Shemo. There are few halachot that we need to touch on. One halacha. What do we do with so many people that were sick during the time that the Shuls were closed and therefore didn't say the Bracha of Hagomel? The in siman reshut brings down arbaat zechim There's four types that need to thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu and say the bracha of Hagomel. Yoredela, a yam Those that went on the boat, they went in the ocean. Olchemid bariot. Those that passed through a desert. Mishayachole veNitrape. A person that was sick and became healthy. Umishayachavush bevet asuim. Whoever was in prison. Those four people need to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does he say? It says the Shuhan Aruch Maa Mevarech, Baruch Atah Hashem, El-Kenu Menach HaOlam, Hagomel Lachayavim Tovot Shegemalani Kol Tov. So this bracha needs to be said in Shul. The reason for that is because you need ten people. If you have ten, ten people other place, fine. If not, say it in shul, which you normally you'll have ten people. <speaking in Hebrew> you have to have two people that are learning people, that know Torah. <speaking in Hebrew> you need to have a nation, ten people. Two people. <speaking in Hebrew> if you don't have two people that are learned, you still say But what happens if you don't have ten people? says the Shulchan So you have hear yes and Whenever there is yeshomim and yeshomim in the Shulchan the is like the second which is, he did not fulfill his obligation. says the that a person is not allowed to say, Birkata Gomel, if there's not ten people. Because of that, people couldn't have said, Birkata Gomel, when the shul was closed. And now that there's a chance to say it, says the halacha, the one should say it. a person should say agomel right away, at least within three days. But if a person didn't say it and it's delayed, he could still say, bracha of hagomel. He does not lose that beracha. Now, when we're talking about a sick person, what kind of sickness one needs to have? Says the Shukhan Aruch in Ziv Bekol any kind of sickness, as long as the person was sick. Afilu eno chol shel sakana, velo shel makha, makha shel halal, even if it was not a dangerous sickness, kol la mitav if he had to go to bed because of that sickness and lay down, it is Deservant of a bracha. And whether it was one day or three days, according to the Shulchan Ruch, one needs to say the bracha of Hagumel. So just for the fact that a person was sick and he had fever, he had to lie down in bed, such a thing already deserves of a bracha of Hagumel. <laughs> the Rema argues on that. He says, <laughs> Says that the minhag by the Ashkenazim is to say a gomel only if it was a sickness that one was in a danger. Or, some say that if it lasts, the sickness lasts three days. But according to Svaradim, even one day, and just for the fact that a person was sick that he had to lie down in bed, that's deserving of rahav a gomel. One needs to go and say the rahav a gomel right now when the shul is open. That is also for a woman, the Halacha also says, that a woman needs to say Hagomel, just like a woman, after giving birth, goes to Shul, to say Hagomel, or has people around her house, and she says Hagomel, although, there is machloket over that, there are those that say, that maybe it's not modest for a woman, to say Hagomel in front of 10 people, but the Minhag, as the uh, Sfaradim, sfaradim Poskim, brings down, and also the Mishnah Burah, says like that, is that, a woman could say, the bracha of in front of ten, explains because n matzui lesha. It takes a second to say gomel. two seconds, that's not enough to get Yetzharah involved there. Therefore, a woman should also say HaGomel, but since women don't go right now to Shul, so they could wait for a time that they could say, but it's not possible that a husband should say the bracha of for her if she's not present if he has to say Agomel for himself, and she's present in the Ezrat Nashim, he could say the bracha, and be mozi her as well, with his bracha that he needs for himself as well. And she would answer, Amen, that's Shomea Keone, just like any other time that you have the din of Shomea Keone. Otherwise, if he doesn't have a chiyuv to say Agomel and she does, he can't say it for her. What about the din of the parshiot that were missed, and we're not read up to now, so two months even more than that, that parashiyot that we missed, kriyat on Shabbat, on Yom Tov, does one complete such a thing? This is a halakha de Shulchan Ruch. Uh, speaks in Siman kuflamit Hey, the Ramah brings in Bitlu Shabbat Achat, kriyat ha-parashah le Shabbat Ha-Bah, koriim otta parashah, im ha-parashah shayeket lo-ta Shabbat. The Rema brings from the Or if a person missed Parashat HaShavua, he should read that Parasha the week after, together with the Parasha that is read at that Shabbat. And this Or had a big machloket achronim. What is the meaning over here? Because some say, as it's pointed out in the Mara Mintz, that the meaning of the Or is that since we found Shabbatot that you read two parashot together, like Matot Mas'ei, so therefore, if a person wants to read, or if required to read the parashat that he missed, because it's not worse than reading two parashot, but to read more than two parashot, one is not permitted. That's asul, because we never found that the Tzibur read more than two parashot at one Shabbat. Some argue on that means as Eliyahu, or Rabba or and many others, and say, no, the person, a person should complete all the parashot that they missed, or the tzibur should read all the parashot that they missed. The Mishnah Bura brings these two opinions and says and concludes, as the gra, brings down, which is the means that one should not read more than just one parasha that he missed last week, together with this parasha from this week. And this is how majority of the chonim bring down Le'alacha. This is how it's brought down in the And he says that a mekel, whoever wants to be mekel to read more than that, and Mokrim Be'ado. But it's interesting. A person thinks that he does a khumra that he's reading all the parashot up to now, but really it's a Kula, because it's not permitted to do such a thing according to many poskim. And because of that, the halacha should be that Shev ve'alta se adif. One should read not more than the parashah that he missed from last week, but not completely uh, complete all the parashot that he missed up to now, because again, according to many poskim, that is not permitted. Another halacha that we found in Shulchan Aruch has to do with today. Many people today can't get into the shul, whether it's dangerous to overpack the shul, or because there's a certain limit of how many people should pray in the minyan. So therefore, they want to pray outside the shul. Can a person pray outside the shul while people are praying in the shul? That is a halacha that we found in Siman Tzadik, Seif Zain. The Shulchan says that one could pray with certain condition. The Gemara says in Brachot D'Avav, if a person prays behind the shul, is considered a Rasha. That's all, he says, if he doesn't face the shul. What does that mean exactly? We found Machloket Rashi, and Tosfot, Rabbeinu whether a person prays in the Mizrah or the ma'arav, where he faces the shul in which direction, which means, the opening to the shul was, in the direction, that is Mizrach, and now, if a person prays there, and he prays to the same side, that everybody else are praying inside the shul, it comes out that his back, is to the shul, is to the hechal, that's not permitted, that's called the Rashad that's one shot because of that, he should turn around and pray towards the shore, although he's not davening to the same direction as the congregation. The other pshat would say that he should not pray in a way that is facing a different direction than the congregation. And because we have over here two opinions says the shulchan Aruch, which means a person should pray in a way that both opinions are met he should not face the congregation or the shul, because then it comes out that he's facing the wrong direction from the congregation. He's facing them, but he's facing the wrong direction that they are praying towards the Mizrah. He should not also pray with his back to the shul, the same direction that the congregation is praying, because then his back is to the shul. So what should a person do? Either pray in the back of the shul, in the Ma'arav, in the west, or pray in the sides of the shul, the north, the south, But he should not pray in the east side. That is the halacha that would meet uh, this requirement that we're saying right now. Now, there's another issue that uh, comes up on Shabbat. And that is the vitamins. Is a person permitted to take vitamins on Shabbat? Vitamins is something that falls under the halacha in Siman, Shin Kafchet, say if that the Shohan says, ומשקים של מאכל בריאים מותר ולשתותם לרפואה. If a person wants to consume מאכל something that healthy people eat, although he's sick, it's permitted. So if a person is sick, he wants to eat eggs, he wants to eat chicken, that's permitted. Secondly, if it's not something that healthy people eat, like medicine, one is not allowed to take it on Shabbat. Medicine is asur on Shabbat unless a person is sick. But if a person only has a um, uh, uh, pain, then he's not allowed to take those medications. Only if a person, as I said, has some pain that he doesn't have to lie down because of it. It's not that severe. So a little bit of pain he can handle. But if a person doesn't have any pain, he's permitted to take even medicine. So we have over here two things that are permitted. One is for a healthy person to take medicine. And secondly, for a sick person to take ma'achal brim, things that are not medicine. The only time that it's a so is for a person that has some pain. And he wants to take medicine. Obviously, as I explained before, if a person is sick, he has to lie down because of it, he's permitted to take medicine. Now, where do vitamins fall over here? Over here we found a big machlok at well. The vitamins are mutar or asu, Because the Shuchan Aruch would say everything is permitted. Vitamins is, is taken by somebody who's normally healthy. He has no problem. And even if he's not healthy, could be that it's a machal brim. But, and says that one is not allowed to take unless he's a complete barigamur and he doesn't even need to strengthen his body. He does not take it in order to make his body more strong. So Fashkenazim. Where do the vitamins fall over here? We found over here a few opinions. There are opinions that say that vitamins is a soul, but that those that say that vitamin is mutal. But Moshe Feinstein says that obviously the Meganev didn't speak about somebody who's completely healthy. Rather, he's a little bit weak. So he needs those vitamins to make his body more strong. That's why it's forbidden. But if a person is completely healthy, and he takes those vitamins in order to make sure that his body would stay strong, that is permitted. That's a Moshe Feinstein. All brings down, completely a different approach. He says that it is Machal B'rim. We said over here two ways to permit things. Either a person is Bari, that was the hetero for Moshe, and even if a person takes it, as a medicine, it would be permitted, but according to Ashkenazim, would be a su. Says a a person doesn't take it for medicine; he takes it not even to be mechazek mizgo. Rather, he takes it when he's completely healthy, that his body should stay strong. That's fine. And according to the Orlitzion, he goes on the other it tells That it's machal Brim. today. Everybody takes uh, vitamins. It's something that's very, very common. Because of that, it would be permitted. Now. When we have such a machloket, we have over here something that one can rely on today that uh, we need the, the vitamins so much. Vitamins give a lot of nutrition that we need in order to fight any virus that would come, especially if a person is already sick, since it's considered a sickness that is dangerous. Of course, one should take those vitamins it already falls under a category of safek that could lead to pikuach nefashot. Vitamins should be permitted. But when you take vitamins, one should be careful to take such vitamins that have kashrut. Because the brings down in af kufnun he", seif gimel that a person is not allowed to take something that it's asur to eat unless he's taken it for medical reasons. If a person takes medicine, it will be permitted. But with a condition that it doesn't have good flavor. If it has good flavor, one is not allowed to take those medicines. He could, if he needs to take those medicines, make the taste foul, make it taste bad. He should change the flavor in it. He should put something in it that's going to make it taste bad, and then he could take it. What about vitamins? of Belsky, in his Sefer, Shulchan Alevi, he writes that medicine is not Vitamins are not medicine. The food supplements, and because of that, just like taking food, you need to have kashrut over that food. Same thing would have over those vitamins, and one should be careful to make sure that those vitamins have hechsher, especially if they have gelatin capsules, which many times they do, which is a kashrut a concern, and one should definitely, for that, take something with uh, with hechsher also if it's multivitamin such a thing, also must have kashrut, because they have all different types of medicine in them, that could pose kashrut concerns. If you have a medicine that is uh, just one medicine, and you have a vitamin that has only one vitamin in it, it's not a multivitamin, and you can't find at all something with kashrut, sometimes such a thing would be permitted, but Vitamin A and vitamin D could pose kashrut problems, but others, vitamin C and other vitamins, which is only one type of vitamin, those, if there's no way to find uh, with a herscher, one could permit. But otherwise, generally, a person should buy vitamins only with kashrut. Now, another thing that since now people go going back to shul and the walk on Shabbat. We already spoke in the, bas- in the past that one is permitted to wear the gloves and to wear his mask. And it's not considered a tiltul walking with a mask to shul and back from shul. But I see people make a mistake and they take the mask down and to put it on their uh, neck over here under the mouth where it doesn't help in any way. It doesn't prevent uh, getting sick or, or or getting others sick and they walk like this, obviously it's hot, it's uncomfortable, you have to walk on a way. This way is not permitted to walk on Shabbat. The only way a person would be permitted to walk on Shabbat if it really as you are coming out with it, helping to prevent sicknesses, and that is putting it up over the face. But, if you're not putting it over your face, over the, your mouth, then, such a thing would not be permitted to be worn outside on Shabbat in a place that there's no air